was crazy. We started in Brian's vacation cabin, and then Nick took a book to conjure up sponsors. But those were demons that we ended up in medieval times. Oh, oh, hi. Uh, did you find everything all right? Yes, everything's fine. Great. Plastic bags okay? That's fine, Shiver. Thank you. They didn't trust us at first, but then we killed so many deadites. And we ended a war there, and we even found our way back home. And now we're here. Wow. That's quite the story, boys. Oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. We're, we're just excited. It's all true. And now we're back home, doing things the S-Mart way. Wow, so you must know who I am. What? What do you mean? Don't you recognize an old friend? It can't be. We killed you in 1300 AD. And you tried to kill me in your vacation cabin? To no avail. Hey, she-bitch. What? Out of the king, baby. My hero. <laughs> Alright, welcome to another episode of the new and improved podcast from the Black Lagoon. Where we metaphorically slice and dice our way through horror films of old and new. I'm Brian Geiger, the director of the Center for Historical Preservation of Deadite Culture. And I'm Nicholas Hacks, the cinema psychopath of the Black Lagoon. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and we're your We got it. Coho er, and we're your hosts with the ghosts. Very so nice. today <laughs> we're talking about well, can you guys guess what we're talking about? No, it's not Throbinson and Caruso. It's Army of Darkness. Where the dashingly handsome Bruce Campbell gets sent to primitive screwhead times to fight the Deadites yet again. Now he has to find his way back to his beloved S-Smart. Yeah, that's right. Shop smart. Shop S-Smart. You got that? That was, again, I, I'm surprised. Your inaccurate synopsis. Right. Pretty accurate. That's kind of a trend. You're getting pretty good with this. It's kind of not a bit. <laughs> you I just kind of nailed it. Head, but at the same time, I was really struggling with how to how to do this one. I know. But it'll either be accurate or inaccurate. You don't know. Only I do, and that's the ah uh, the the tension. It's tension, almost sexual. The heart of good podcasting, right? I know you want to stay here. <laughs> yeah, okay. I know you want to stay here. However. Let's, but I'm pushing like you out. We're going to go into the guts of the film. Cue guts of the film. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. This movie was so much fun. It's like, it's like a, a lowbrow Monty Python search for the Holy Grail, but loaded with gore. You know, That's the best I'm... way I could think of putting it. It has all of this, I'm like... I'm happy that you kind of said ahead. that. Because uh, I, as I was watching this again, yeah. I, I thought to myself, you know, this is kind of like Monty Python, but more horror. Yeah. And uh, I also... A lot of the gawky I was also kind of afraid there. that uh, you were going to say, Nick, what the fuck uh, did you get us into? Because this is sort of... It, it, it kind of goes from... <laughs> The Evil Dead being a classic 
B-horror film to Evil Dead 2 being a little zany, still on the horror side, and then just full-on goofy. Um, right. So we also forgot yeah. to say that this is our I, I final agree. Halloween special episode. Yeah, we did... We did yes, all happy three. Happy Halloween. <laughs> uh, the, the trilogy, the mm. trifecta of the Evil Dead franchise. And uh, and it took a long time, it, so definitely. appreciate it, please. Our, <laughs> happy Halloween, everybody. Our non-audience <laughs> of <it>. ghosts. <laughs> yes. I, I wanted, on, on what you were saying before, you're right. It's thematically a very different feeling film from the other ones that we've covered and on one hand i was like really shocked at how different it was from the other two but at the same time it felt like the logical creative conclusion of evil dead 2 like i'm i feel like evil dead 2 led us here directly like it just made well, sense that this would be the next film and i'm so shocked well, that that the, works kind of so the whole well point of evil dead 2 was to set up a sequel for that one this uh evil dead 2 was kind of a uh again a requel it it was supposed to be a like a remake but not a remake and it's 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 really weird because they didn't have the rights to the original film so that's why the the continuity between both films is is fucky uh i that that's a word it's fucky and uh they they just decided (laughs) to retcon some things and here we are yeah, but they did that again in this one too. When we got another retelling of the, and I kind of liked it because at this point it's so meta and over the top re-explanation that it's like, okay, I kind of buy it. Like it almost seems like a good joke that they're like, and we're doing it again. But didn't they entirely change who the girl Linda. was that he went with L- to yeah, the Linda cabin? Had a... And like. We just did this had a different look. I'm not sure uh, if that actress is related to Jane Fonda, but her last name is Fonda. I don't remember her first name. I just I I remember Fonda. Okay. Uh, Fonda. That sounds kind of sounds like a dessert or whatever. But this movie in particular, completely (laughs) just sidetracked there for a second. But we're we're back on track. Uh, like a weird roller coaster that uh, almost killed a bunch of people. I have a very special attachment to this movie because this was actually my first iteration into the Evil Dead franchise when I was a kid. I watched Army of Darkness first before I watched any oh, wow. of the other uh, Evil Dead films. And it's, it's kind of like ass backwards uh, if you think about it. But at the same time, yeah. it's not. It's it's you could kind of take it as its own. Uh, yeah, and if, apparently that was part of the way that they were trying to market it. Like they wanted to call it Evil Dead Three, and then the apparently a marketing team said, "No, no, no, we're not going to be able to sell anything if it's the third one. Make this a standalone." And that went into like the marketing of the movie, which is really interesting because it does kind of work on its own. And then again, so does Evil Dead Two. It completely works on its own. Dead it kind of dawn. you're right. It like Dead retcons the dawn. first movie. Dead by dawn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. So w- one thing I'm excited to debut before I, I let you 
I, I'm very curious to hear what you, you thought about this film because it's such a bizarre movie for us to cover on a horror film podcast. This is a very unique horror film, if we can call it that. I'm going to debut at the end of this segment kind of my my finalized ranking of these movies. Oh, okay. I really liked Evil Dead 2. That's a nice so surprise. We'll, we'll see where this one falls. And I want to hear yours yours too at the end of this. I think you told us in the other It'll episode. It'll probably change. You can refresh us. Okay. So tell me... You think so? Okay. All right. So this is a faster movie that doesn't get caught up in the prequel stuff that we felt was kind of cumbersome in Evil Dead 2. It really just gets to the point. Like within five minutes, we're like in an obvious story. The other one took like 20 to 30 minutes, I think, to really get you somewhere. And once it did, I was totally in for it but there was that that hurdle this film doesn't do that it's like we have a bigger budget we have sharper comedy like it's trying something new it's upping the slapstick stuff in a way i didn't think it could it really is very like three stooges-esque and very monty python-y at at moments and a lot of the horror is gone it's kind of like an action comedy gore fest would you agree with that yeah, I can definitely of it? see that. Um, completely different, like side note, but pertaining to the film. Uh, do you uh, do you know where Klaatu Barada Niktu came from? So fun little fact. No. Uh, the phrase actually originated from the 1951 science fiction film "The Day the Earth Stood Still." Uh-huh. Nice little tidbit there. Yeah, I, I had. Oh, not, that's the end of it. Okay. I thought about adding on to that, <laughs> so w- but I, I, I just decided me... I'd rather just keep it short and sweet. Uh, if yeah, so you did that, and now you're kind of adding on to it with meta critiques <laughs> about the thought that you should have added on to it. And you know what? That's bringing me to something. I watched the day the Earth stood still the other day with Dominique. That is such a fun movie. There, like, it, you, sci-fi used to be so innocent. There is a scene where there are police officers on guard as a UFO lands on Earth, and their backs are turned to it, and the police officer is just, like, smoking, and the alien walks out of the ship and karate chops the back of his head. That's what an alien invasion looked like <laughs> in the 50s, or in the 40s, or whatever that fucking movie was made. It was... It was an alien sneaking up on a local cop in a field? Where were we as, like, a culture back then? It was have such you, an innocent, lovely, like, charming invasion story. Have you ever story. seen anyway, the, I thought, uh, oh, the, what, what people thought the 2000s would look like in the 1950s? I love those, I love those oh, concept videos. Yeah. It's so fucking mm-hmm. interesting to, to see what people yeah, thought back cool in the stuff. day and i'm kind of disappointed that we still don't have fucking cars and flying skateboards like hoverboards <laughs> those aren't hoverboards god damn it those are yeah. handleless segways handleless segways okay i'm i'm like dead set on ranting on that <laughs> but i'm gonna take myself out of that yeah. and Move on to um, asking you a question of what your favorite scene was in this movie. So what I like about 
all of every single plot point in this entire movie mainly in the actually mainly in the second act where it feels like an old arthurian legend where we're following bruce campbell and he's he's kind of bopping all around this this 1380 land and he keeps hitting these weird mystical things like a mirror that showed him himself and then it shattered and he had a bunch of little versions of himself in each broken piece that's such a old school folk tale it was so fun and then we also have the sequence with like bad ash and good ash where bad ash mm-hmm. began as like an eyeball on his shoulder and then entirely grew out of him You're with these incredible practical goody effects little two-shoes, goody little two-shoes, goody little two-shoes. <laughs> all of it is so funny and good like it's just so creative and uh, uh, then we even had that crazy scene in the graveyard where he's going to get the book and his face gets really long because it was sucked into the portal and he has to start <laughs> shaking his head and his face starts shrinking back. All of those scenes were like, this is such a pleasant, charming thing. It's like they took the best parts of Evil Dead 2 and distilled them into this old school legend and then played into it with this Monty Python type vibe. I right. loved it. So, all right, that said, I think my favorite scene think it would be this isn't fair because it has nothing to do with what i just said the final sequence in the grocery store or in the the s that's a good one for reasons for reasons i'll break down later i like it more than the original ending they were going to do which we'll also talk about the original (laughs) ending oh my god yes um we'll get there (laughs) another little fun fact uh do, do you know who played uh evil ash when he comes back from the dead Uh uh-uh bruce campbell himself oh okay (laughs) yeah bruce campbell i was kind of expecting something out of left field but okay cool (laughs) nope just bruce campbell that fucking hunk of a man um i'll take more campbell and and you you do have a giant uh framed picture of his jawline like we discussed totally on route to your house that may or may not be a birthday present Okay. <laughs> I I will make it happen. I, <laughs> sweet. Um so <laughs> so you told me your your favorite scene and that's that's very uh very hard to compete with the with the ending cuz I I also enjoyed that scene very much. Yeah. Uh I got really really pumped and hyped up when he was fighting that deadite. Uh but I also <laughs> loved how he he was just telling the story and his coworker was like did you did you manage to say the words right this time? He's like, yeah, <laughs> basically said all all the right words. Um, but I'd have to say, the uh, skeletons rising from the dead uh, with evil yeah. with evil ash and the naked slaves. Like I don't know, it's just something so like. It's not just the titties. Like, let's be honest. Like, I'm not trying to be sexist or anything like that. Like, I know a good a good pair when I when I see them, and I, I can't help but gawk, but also appreciate and respect those people that took the time to do full frontal nudity. Um, <laughs> but it's just something so metal. Like, it, it's like a metal cover. There's just something so oh, okay. metal about yeah. it that I I truly respect and enjoy. And I was also like. Uh, I recently got a record from a band called Infinite Annihilator, mm. and I showed you uh, the the front case, and I'm totally. Was it Infinite 
Was it Infinite Annihilator? I thought it was Infinite It's Infinite Annihilator. Annihilator. Did I say Infinite? Oh, it is. Okay. You did. I was like, man, you took the punch out of it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought I said Infant. Uh, I guess I said Infinite. You may be right. It's okay. It's probably <laughs> the, the way I'm pronounce, uh, pronouncing, pronouncing it. Um, my enunciations. But I am so enamored with the artwork for that record in particular it's Hmm. it's so fucking brutal like it's not it's just if i could paint a picture for you it's like a uh like an all-out war with demonic creatures and they're all clashing together and it really gives me like a castlevania ish vibe i believe there's a castle in the background i don't have the record on me right now as right. recording but it also reminds me of the very final sequence in um not 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 the last part of the movie but the uh the final battle of the army of darkness versus yeah. the army of light i guess you would call it um <laughs> and uh <coughs> um yeah, so I, I just like to make that. Yeah, that that like metal imagery I think is so cool, and I, I don't know if I've brought this up on the podcast before. I must have in our old archive episodes. If you want to see where that comes from, this is really cool. I, I think the guy's name is Gustave Dor. I believe that's his name. He did a series of engravings on Dante's oh, Inferno yeah. that are so metal and disturbing. And terrifying. These came. These are these are old, old, old school engravings. They will shock you. It's more disturbing than some metal artwork that you've seen. It's really great. Anyway, I think that's where a lot of it came from, and I can see an influence on that in games like Doom. A lot of metal bands, and, and totally this film too. It had a, kind of a few nods to that guy. Anyway, kind of the father of horror. Really cool. Yeah. Um, for me, art artwork in particular, I love. I would say video game artwork, but nowadays everything is just bland. It's just like, here's a guy on the front cover (laughs) and everything else is just one color. That's it. Like Spider-Man, the new Mm Spider-Man game. It's just Spider-Man slinging a web and everything else is red. Like that's, that gives me (laughs) nothing to go on whatsoever. Back in the day when PS2 was a thing and like there's, there's so much to look at at old school video games, but mm. I appreciate that, that, that style of artwork. I appreciate metal artwork. I, for fuck's sakes, I got one of Suicide Silence's uh, record covers on my tatted on my chest because at that point in time, yeah. not not to say that I don't like them anymore, but that record was was life-changing to me. And uh, it got me through some tough shit, but I got it because I thought yeah. the artwork was cool, and I appreciate it. It's a fucking crown. It's a black crown with Grim Reapers and snakes on it, and uh, like Illuminati eye, if you want to if you want to call it that, because everybody who sees a triangle <laughs> and an eye will assume Illuminati. No, uh, fuck you. But yeah, I. I'm very appreciative of the macabre when it comes, when it comes to artwork, I definitely appreciate the macabre. So, uh, 
And I want to almost work with that because I, I feel like the that macabre element you were just talking about is kind of the 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 one horror element that we see in this movie is a lot of the practical effects and design of like the deadites and things like that. That's kind of the last residual bit of horror left by the third version of a lot of puppetry and it still works for me yeah definitely definitely it it, all of that still works for me i love this movie it's really great but it definitely isn't the same as one and two in the sense that some of that fear and tension is gone so and what they used to replace that is a lot of comedy and i'm so shocked that that actually like worked i'm blown away that that worked it's almost like what, like we were talking in our alien episode i should not bring this up all the time this is why we have a eulogy section moving from alien to aliens was shocking how do you move from one terrifying tense silent invulnerable thing to hundreds of things that can be killed kind of right. easily in that movie and now it's just gun-ho guys and... tough guys shooting and it's like entirely different theme but it was still a good movie like how do you reinvent a, a film and... like that I know you're shushing me, but I'm no, amazed. No, I'm not shush you. I'm just great... like, I have, it's like, an oops, we did it again uh, moment. Yeah, so, that, that's it. <laughs> so, yeah. But do you see what I mean? How, like, how, how do, how do uh, subsequent films reinvent themselves by, while, while still maintaining, like, the core thing? Like, this is such an Evil Dead movie, but it has nothing to do with the other Evil Dead movies, but you still know it is, right. you know? I, it, it it still has that evil charm to it, which I can completely appreciate. Yeah, and yeah uh, it's really hard to to think how how can you go from from this to something completely and like utterly almost different in in like right. internal wise. You know the guts, the the main dish. Mm-hmm. The the meat and cheese, the meat and potatoes of uh, of the film, and yeah, I I enjoyed this film, and it's actually been a really long time. Actually, this is like my second uh, viewing of this movie this year. I actually haven't watched Army of Darkness in over uh, I want to say three or four years. It's been since I've last watched this movie. And uh, the first time I watched it this year, I was like, I don't remember it being like this. And I I kind of just put it back on the shelf, and I was like, I don't really like it anymore. And I now I've come back to it, and I'm mm. like, I love this. I fucking love it. It's so good. I yeah. Out of... Uh, distance myself from from the previous movies and just took it as its own and that's where it really shines is this epic battle the goofy schlockiness to it this is where we get the iconic lines of groovy uh hail to the king baby which is like my fucking all-time favorite line um, alright, listen up, you primitive screwheads. You see this? This is my boomstick. Uh, 12-gauge Remington uh, shotgun from, from uh, was it like the department store of S-Smart? That's, shop smart. Shop S-Smart. You got that? Just everybody's like 
freaking out and like nodding their heads. But I think like one of my favorite things about the movie is Ash is a fucking retard. Let's let's all put that out there. He's a dumbass, but he's acting like he's smarter than everybody else because he's from the future. And it just comes off yeah. as you're more stupid than they are. They're they're just yeah, they're primitive. But they have more brains than you and you're you're like talking about alloys and compositions that your primitive minds wouldn't even be able to comprehend. <laughs> I just found that like that ridiculous. Um yeah, I, I did like, there was this feeling that he was just kind of stumbling his way through his journey do you, rather than like valiantly when, fighting uh, off foes. He could do all that with his, his advanced technology, but he was essentially tripping into every major success that he got uh, to. Do you remember when he's sitting that. there and he's he's tinkering with something and uh, he's, in the, he's in the barn or whatever and Sheila comes in, she opens up the door to give him a, a cape and... He's like, where were you, raised in a barn? I don't know if you heard this, but uh, I recently just caught it. And he he murmurs under his breath. He's like, "Uh, you probably uh, probably were raised in a barn. Or, like, your your primitive self probably was raised in a barn. Something like that under those lines. But um, it's just... it's such like an arrogant attitude. And one of my favorite things about the film, and one of the reasons I like the ending so much, I know it's shouldn't, okay. we shouldn't skip, but it's because despite all of his confidence and arrogance, I like that he honestly told the story to his coworkers. Firstly, he is just a little guy at, at, a, at a kind of an unimpressive job. And he could have been the king, and he's telling this great grand story, but he includes all of the points where he messed up and like accidentally won and like all of it like did you say the words right this time he told them he forgot them there's something kind of charming and and weird about the fact that he was so honest about how he kind of bumbled his way through the 1300s great war against the deadites i love that 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 puts the movie in such a unique perspective it does feel very folklore let's, let's get pretty meta here i really don't mind if we skip around within the movie i don't think that there should necessarily be like a structure like we used to have Uh, people uh mind you if you haven't heard like our original archive episodes like towards the very beginning we first started we used to i don't even know if we have those episodes up or not but we used to uh probably um you can find that at uh, podcast for the black lagoon uh, if you really want to if you really want to endure that painful painfulness um to the eyes and ears (laughs) and ass um and we we used to go from scene to scene talking about every single detail and the movies would end up being longer than the original film and it would take hours upon hours of editing and i'm pretty sure you you were at the helm of that at that current time. Oh my god. Oh boy. With our three hour thing episode, it took probably ten to eleven Corrupted hours data. of editing Bullshit. and then we just I lost fucking hate all of that it. so much. And we, we still Oh, yikes. But guess what? 
we redeemed it with Poltergeist OD, one of our, yeah, go check uh, that out our first for, guest. For sure. Great guest, yeah, great I episode. I really enjoyed Please having him on there. We and, came back. Uh, <laughs> and it kind of brought forth a, yeah. a more um, positive outlook in the podcast business for me personally, and I guess for you as well, because it's like we could do this. We can finally have guests and just talk about horror films and um like if you Bruce have Campbell, we stumbled through our journey <laughs> and accidentally <Right>. made it work <laughs> and also if you guys have a have a show if you if you're part of a podcast or you you're part of a a horror uh community and you have a project that you're working on and definitely send us a message and you know, we we could collaborate together. Yeah. So that that would be that would be awesome. But I th- I feel like it's it's mostly us reaching out to other people, which is completely fine. It's either like, yeah, sure, we'll we we could work together, or nah, fuck you, you, you guys <laughs> suck dick, uh, which is completely fine and warranted. And I, I didn't know we've gotten that, that response before. This is new to me. <laughs> oh, believe me, Brian, I, I keep all the all the negative stuff hidden inside. I see. Okay. <laughs> I let myself right away. Anyways. Back to that crazy uh, windmill car. How about oh my God. that windmill let car? Let me tell you something. <laughs> there used to be a mobile game mm. that I used to play that was an Army of Darkness tower defense oh, game. Oh, that's cool. Okay. <laughs> where it's the final battle. And it's it's all like a side scroll, a two dimensional side scroller. Right. So, uh, on the left hand side is book the ne- the Necronomicon, mm-hmm. and it's it's behind the gate, and uh, you have to like pick your forces and stuff. So like an archer, and and he'll say when you when you spawn him in, he'll say, "I'll bend my bow to your will, sir." Literally. Every single thing is taken directly from the movie. <laughs> and there's like special abilities that you can get. Like the windmill car, you can summon that. Nice. And, uh, yeah, I, it, it was so fucking awesome. I used to play that shit all the time. I beat the game That's and cool. I'm still playing it. And they don't have it on the store anymore. It's gone. I'm, ah. pretty, I'm pretty sure yeah, it's gone because childhood. of, like, copyright uh yeah, okay, infringement yeah. or whatever something i love about that you're I mean, you can be here and kind of have this like nostalgic sense about this great car scene it's such an iconic part of this movie uh-huh. that felt like the spiritual successor of the chainsaw on the cutoff arm like that's the same moment in the film they understood that they needed something like that well, so we, he had the chainsaw he turned it into the gauntlet then he had his boomstick that was the other thing and now he invented this car and it, it has the same element of like now he is Ash. Now he's preparing to fight the Deadites in a new way. And it had that same turning point in the movie. That, that was kind of a cool nod to the, the other films. The funny thing about it is is that now that I watch the movie and I hear all these lines, all I could see is me playing the game. It's like, I'll bend oh, my yeah. boat to you, will, sir. Uh, strange one. And... Uh, <laughs> Was it like you? You have my sword, or <laughs> the, the like the least iconic lines 
<laughs> uh-huh. just played well, them on repeat. Well, I love that. You're picking like um, Otter and stuff. That's what they were. So mm, like, okay. uh, like <laughs> the archers have I bend my bow, dear will, sir. Uh, the 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 bearded man, you know, strange one, and, and, all, and all that. It's it's mm. it's really cool. I I wish it was still on there. Uh, <sighs> fucking sad. So sad. The game was amazing, Brian. You have no idea. Like, I personally do not like mobile games. I hate them so much with a passion. But I'm more of a console person. And I just... That game in particular was something that I I sunk time into. And I beat it. And and even though I beat it, I'd still play, like, the same level over and over again. It was so good. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. Uh, What was, like, like... Oh. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, and I used to have an Ash Williams, uh, like, action figure that had sound animation from Army of Darkness. So, like, like him saying, <laughs> all right, who wants some? And... All right, listen up, you primitive. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. I'm, I'm not gonna do that again, but I've already done that multiple times uh, throughout this episode. It's so good, uh, and yeah. So I don't have that action. That's cool. I don't have that action figure anymore. It's sad. Right, I think I it am... is what it is. Um, Man, you're losing all your Army of Darkness nostalgia things. That's a uh, shame. Yeah. I still have the the primitive screwhead edition of Army of Darkness, so it's fine. Hmm. It's it's all fine <laughs> and dandy. All right, I I think we're ready. It, introduce us to the original ending of this movie. I love learning this. Oh, so the original ending, he he gets told that he needs to recite the words properly in order to go back into time, uh, to to his time properly. Uh, so he goes to sleep in inside of a mountain and he wakes up and he realizes I slept too long. Oh God. <laughs> Why? Like he goes way too and far. And he's literally in, in like a <coughs> apocalyptic, just ruined landscape, like a cityscape in ruins and on fire. That is intense. And it kind of, kind of doesn't even i'm surprised that i like the marketing ending more that there were like some marketing executives said nah that's a little bit too dark and i'm i kind of like the the grocery store ending feels more like evil dead 3 like it it feels way more like what they were going for while the original ending feels like something that would have been in the second so funny thing even though it's cooler funny thing is go ahead they ended the show, and I don't mean to spoil anything, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it. They ended it with uh, them going far into the future. Like, he fall, he, he falls asleep. Nice. He gets put into cryogenic uh, stasis or whatever, and he it, it goes into the future. So, it, it's kind of like huh, heavy cool. nod of Army of Darkness, which doesn't really get referenced all that often in... Uh, the show but um i definitely want to cover that on the podcast at one point in time that would be really fun and challenging to uh cover three all three seasons um 
Yeah. And we're supposed to be getting another movie. Hopefully, it, it like it ends like it starts with with the show. It, it picks up where the show leaves off, and then it finalizes everything. I would love that because I just I like the characters that they had in the show and yada yada yada. I'm going way too deep into Ash versus the Evil Dead, uh, so yeah. So I think what one thing I'm gonna say about the ending is one thing I like about the ending they ended up using beyond everything we've already talked about kind of gawking over how it's just a fun scene it is still kind of apocalyptic in kind of the subtext of it it came into the world like not an abandoned cabin out in the middle of nowhere into Uh the world the living society and showed itself in front of actual citizens there is a there's an apocalyptic undertone to that idea imagine that that it didn't but in a TV show. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I buy the idea that now we have this film that's still kind of an apocalyptic ending. Where is it going to go? There's room for more movies. And there's, the, there's the whole show I know nothing about. We can get into that as well. But anyway, I think that's such a useful, like, just a, a wonderful, like, Swiss Army knife of an ending. There's so many things that you can get out of it. And it's also just goofy and fun. Great. I'm pretty much... I love the film. I'm ready to debut my ranking. Uh, well, are we doing uh, that? I thought we were doing that at the very end of the episode. Are we doing it at the very end of the segment? Yeah, I'm doing it at the end of the guts of the film because the next segments are thematic okay. and it might it might come out of nowhere. So this, this might still be shocking after I gawked over this movie. My favorite Evil Dead film is still Evil Dead 2. That film was sharp, funny, satirical dark still had the horror elements had that diy energy all of it was like everything i loved about the first evil dead film amped up more creativity more inventiveness better practical effects better everything that is still by far my favorite one second is army of darkness and it was a close cut the ending of army of darkness made me almost think this might be the best evil dead film i've ever seen Almost. It just wasn't enough. And here's the thing. I still love Evil Dead 2 more, even though I hate the first 30 minutes of it. It's because when it gets good, it gets so good. And it's just a, a very, so shockingly original movie. Just brilliant. Uh, definitely listen to our episode on, on, on that second Evil Dead film. Because there are moments in the film where the camera makes a visual joke with a punchline. How do they even do that? It's brilliant filmmaking. It's just incredible. Final is Evil Dead, not because it's uh, a bad movie. It's one of my favorite horror films, but the other films that follow it are so overwhelmingly good that. So yeah. you're you're going from Evil Dead two to Army of Darkness, correct? Then Evil Dead mm-hmm. or the Evil Dead. Yep. Can I guess yours? Go for it, because I'm I'm bouncing between. Uh, while you were talking about it, I was bouncing between two of them, so. Hmm, okay, so maybe I don't know it. I think I do. I think it's Army of Darkness, Evil Dead, and then Evil Dead 2. Alright. Yeah, that's it? That's it. <laughs> that's it. Okay, cool. We got it. Eulogy, no. You, uh, tell us why. <laughs> okay, so, it, it was kind of, it, it, it was a tie between Army of Darkness and Evil Dead, the Evil Dead. Uh, right. Because I I 
really, really fucking enjoy the Evil Dead as, as a cult classic. It has all these amazing practical effects. I love the the stop animation at the at the towards the very end, and I, I just love the sense of dread, the cabin, everything about it. I, I fucking loved it. But I also love fantasy stuff. I love Monty Python, and I love the slapstick of um, of Army of Darkness. And I also love just this metal-esque vibe that I get off of this movie. Especially the titty yeah. scene. The, 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 the female slaves that come out of nowhere. Like, all <laughs> dead people are rising titties. Yes, please. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> and the epic final battle. It kind of reminded me of uh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Uh, the, the battle for Gundor and stuff at the, like at the very end of that it's fucking epic so yeah so it goes goes from army of darkness i love the fantasy setting i love the wackiness the zaniness everything it makes bruce campbell's ash williams the man we know and love today um all the iconic catchphrases that that have been referenced throughout video games, Duke Nukem being one of them, um, which I'm not really a fan of Duke Nukem, but I just thought I'd add it in there. Um, I oh, there's just so many scenes that I can I, I remember and I love, and the, the final final scene at S Mart was really fucking cool. It's just it's so cool. Evil Dead or not Evil Dead. The Evil Dead. Because that's a completely different movie. Um, the Evil Dead is an iconic film that I really enjoyed. Uh, it's well, it's one of those movies that you... like If you're a true horror fan and you, you love schlockiness and you love B-tier movies, that's one of the movies you go to for sure. Yeah. And... Uh, it just. I guess it's time to eulogize it. Uh, and then, Evil Dead Two, Dead by Dawn. Uh, it's just I didn't enjoy it as much as the other two movies. Uh, there's just I didn't like the first half of the film, and uh, I just feel like it, it it trudged on for too long, and it didn't really get to the meat and potatoes of the film. Uh, I don't know why I'm saying that, but uh, constantly, but it's just one of the things I'm saying, apparently. Uh, and I, I am surprised you're not saying guts of the film, the meat and potatoes. We're, we're the changing the segment name yeah. to the meat and potatoes of the film. <laughs> we're still keeping the meat and potatoes of the film. <laughs> we're still keeping the Captain Rhodes choke on him, uh, screen yeah. like, He's telling us to choke on meat and potatoes. Uh, I guess so. <laughs> it's just like, oh, we're having this wonderful candlelit dinner, and he busts through the door, and he's like, choke on him! Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Let's get on to the eulogy. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. We God be with this young man's soul. Timmy Rodney. 
Army of Darkness, 1992. You were fucking weird, to say the least. (laughs) And when I say that, I say that with all the love in my heart. Because plain is just not my style. Especially over here in the podcast from the Black Lagoon. Uh, Or, well, the Black Lagoon Network, which is our home. And we bury a lot of things here. Uh, if we're getting really meta, we're probably killing a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um. So, I will say that your metalesque looks and your funny humor, your your funny bone, was probably one of the things I cherished a lot. I also really like the, the the battles and stuff that you you put forth in front of my eyes, and I will always cherish you as part of my childhood. Uh, so yeah, you also brought forth. How do we kill it? So this is how I want to do it. Okay, everybody, imagine this. Since for an audio only show. So it's a big epic battle. We're fighting off the a horde of undead. There's clashing of swords and people getting stabbed and all that shit. And uh, we land on our backs and Army of Darkness jumps on top of uh, a catapult. And it's like, I got, I got the Necronomicon uh, and uh, you all lose. And... Um, and then I cut off its hand. Uh, of and of then... the concept of Army of Darkness? <laughs> Who's our yes. antagonist here? <laughs> I, cu- met- I cut off its metaphorical okay. hand because we <laughs> metaphorically slice and dice horror films of old ah. and new. And, uh, and then I cut the rope off the catapult and it sent it flying and it explodes. Mm. And Okay, yeah, we did we it. it. So what are you catapulting it with? Uh Okay. So I'm going to catapult it with the um 12 gauge Remington and uh I feel like Bruce Campbell's wonderful fucking chin. <laughs> okay. That's how we're that's how I'm sending it off. I think that's That's fair. for our like Yeah. I feel like you always forget that we do this. <laughs> you always look like I a deer sometimes. in headlights when I ask for like the, the cornerstone part of this bit. That's just my look. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to go for that, you know, deer in the headlights mm, yeah. type of guy, yeah. you know. I, the, the iconic deer in headlights guy. We all know one, right? <laughs> all right. I, I feel I only have one object this time around. <laughs> I never know what's going to get you laughing your heart out, but I love when I find that it. it's always surprising. Just abuse me, and that's fine. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. I, I'm going to catapult it with one thing, because this one thing is so wonderful. The Japanese edition of this movie, which is titled Captain Supermarket. What? Is, it is called captain supermarket that is the name 
Unless I have no, been wrong. This is Brian, what I found on the internet. I love that so much. For, you just gave me an idea for an episode. Oh boy. Okay. So we take... We take... Um, a, a list of movies. We don't tell each other. And we take the Japanese titles. Ah. And we say it to each other. And we try to figure out that's very good. Keep Which this in mind. What? Yes. Edit, edit this out. But keep that in mind for a mini game thing we wanted to work on. That would be very good in the middle of guts of the film. Okay. Are we good here? Are we ready for voices? Oh, that would be good. Let's get to. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on a second. I fucked that up. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting something, Brian. There it is. It's not porn. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> it's the. Voices. Ah. Well, sometimes, that is better. Okay. I guess I'm getting something now. Normally, I don't do this part. Oh, I'm a raging clue. <laughs> Who is this? Roger Ebert? From, oh, that's actually kind of sad. He actually passed away. Okay, so really from the other side, my dog is climbing on me. All right, girl, you'll get your walk. Calm down. Okay, Roger Ebert on Army of Darkness. Keep in mind, I followed his criticism of Evil Dead 2. And I also think the Evil Dead as well. He loved Evil Dead 2. Thought it was a really great satirical film. His stance on Army of Darkness is really kind of interesting to me. This is an abridged version of his actual review, so read the whole thing if you want. Sam Raimi's Army of Darkness is a goofy, hyperventilated send-up of horror films in medieval warfare. So action-packed, it sometimes seems a lot less like a movie and more like a cardiovascular workout for its stars. It makes the dubious claim of being a sequel to Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn, on the basis of a tenuous link, a cursed book of the dead found by the hero in that movie, which sent him hurtling back through time to the Middle Ages, where this movie takes place. The special effects in Army of Darkness are ingenious and a lot of fun. The makeup is state-of-the-art. So are the severed limbs, geysers of blood, etc. The movie isn't as fun or entertaining as Evil Dead 2, however, maybe because the comic approach seemed recycled. Then again, the movie seems aimed at an audience of 14-year-olds who would have been 8 when Evil Dead 2 came out. So maybe this will all seem breathtakingly original. He gave it 2 out of 4 stars. I believe Evil Dead 2 got 3 out of 4, 3.5 out of 4. It was a really surprisingly high rating. I always am surprised at how much I kind of fall into his line of thinking with these movies. I really feel the same way. I love this movie so much. But it, while Evil Dead 2 completely innovated the Evil Dead, I don't feel like Army of Darkness completely innovated Evil Dead 2, even if its setting was obviously different. And that's why my ranking fell the way it did. On to you. Okay, so I found a review that kind of caught me by surprise. Well, I try. I, I chose a lower uh, ranked review because I, I wanted something to create sort of like a duality uh, between my opinions and love of this movie to what this person thinks. So. Mm -hmm. He, he goes by the name Rest in Pieces 2004, and this was published on April 2nd, 2010. That was like four days 
away from my birthday. So that's pretty fucking close. Uh, <laughs> it's titled Not For Me. This film was terrible, if I'm honest. Oh, wait a minute. I have to, I have to do it in, a, in, a, in an accent. Okay. Uh, All right. Of course. Mm. Yes. This film was terrible, if I'm honest. And yes, I did see the angle it was going for. The tongue-in-cheek humor. It just didn't do it for me. Very childish and, without being racist, very American. I've seen films achieve the effect far better than this title. But poor everything with silly jokes approach equals nonsense. I really don't recommend it, although... Given the number of people who seem to like this rubbish, I guess my recommendations won't mean much. And no American critics. I'm not stupid. I have a master's degree in engineering and an incredibly what? diverse sense of humor. The film's oh, just boy. trash. I give it a 3 out of 10. 3 because it's worth a watch. But in my opinion, most films will make a 3 out of 10. This person is just full of himself, and I feel like an yeah. uh, engineering degree has nothing to do with movies. If you enjoy a film specifically because you enjoy it, and it's not the best film of all time. Like, I enjoy Poultrygeist, and you fucking love that film. But uh, I thought it was hilarious, and I thought it was just an entertaining I, time. And I thought it was perfect for Thanksgiving. Just, which we gotta... You said definitively that I fucking loved Poultrygeist. Let's back up. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I never said you fucking loved Poultry Guys. I said I fucking love Poultry Guys, ah, but you fucking okay. hated it. So correct. <laughs> but I thought it was perfect for a Thanksgiving episode. By the way, hinting that we're gonna be doing a Thanksgiving special sometimes um, when Thanksgiving comes. <laughs> We're going to be recording a Thanksgiving episode sometime soon, eventually, uh, when we have the time. Um, so yes. in advance for Thanksgiving. <laughs> so don't you guys fret. We're 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 getting to the meat and potatoes of that episode very soon. Uh, More meat and potatoes. Yeah. Interesting. Like milk and fish eggs. We get meat. Uh, like mm. a healthy healthy handful oh, of meat <laughs> and potatoes. Ooh, okay. A glass of milk and a side of fish eggs. And that's my substance for the future. If if this is the first time you're listening to this show, I am sorry. I'm not this is sorry. Also confusing. If you wanna understand if you wanna start from the beginning <laughs> where where I'm getting these jokes from, uh, go back to our alien episode where we talk about milk and fish eggs for a long time um so yeah i picked i picked that review specifically because this person was so full of himself and he just completely trashed the film in his manner uh and also the without being racist comment kind of um kind of cancels the fact that you're not racist i feel uh there there shouldn't be like it's a typical american film i could see like um a korean film it's like oh it's a typical korean film but koreans know how to do horror so 
there there's a there's a cultural gap from what I'm seeing and I'm thinking that this person is from England because he uses rubbish instead of trash. So it is what it is. It's also like kind of supposing that there isn't a such a gigantic diversity of movies right. that come out of America and everywhere else. Like there isn't you're right, there isn't an American film. But even not like harping harping on that, just he just went from understandable but arrogant to delusional at the end. The moment you say, and by the way, I have a degree in engineering. I, it's like, come on. What does that have to do with anything? And I have a degree in <laughs> anal prolapse. Like, I, Your point? I, I wish this wasn't true, but the certificate is hanging up on the wall behind him. So, is my, so is my rectum. Unfortunately. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. You know what? That was a really good joke. For once, that, man, there's that quick wit. You mean you, you mean I haven't been funny this whole time, it. and you're just you're just laughing at me instead of with me, Brian? I quit. <laughs> I don't mean that. I mean sometimes you nail it, man. That was pretty good. I like I that. Nail it, okay. just like my heroin addicted fantasy girlfriend. They aren't going to get that. We were talking about that outside of the show. <laughs> Okay, you know what? No, we talked they about that in the Splinters episode. Which isn't up yet, right? Oh, I guess it will be. Will it be? Brian, we're it should we be. are recording in the future. Splinters is already out. We're getting is pretty it? meta. But we only have one week. We only have one Friday before Halloween. Do we? Yeah. Oh it's shit! Okay. We, we are getting I spoiled. really meta. Okay. I spoiled. <laughs> okay. I, oh well, stay tuned for. For the next episode, Splinters. Um, yes. So thank you guys. Uh, if you're listening to, like, at this point, if you've gotten this far <laughs> and you've suffered with us, or you suffered you. <laughs> from us, because mm. that's our jobs, um, we appreciate you taking the time to trudge through this episode. And, uh, yeah, we really enjoy this. So if you thoroughly enjoyed the shit out of this please follow us on all of our social medias specifically titled the black lagoon or black lagoon network on instagram uh (laughs) on instagram others (laughs) twitch we have a streaming channel where i play horror games uh Slasher, we have to give a big shout out to Slasher. It is a wonderful horror themed app for horror lovers of every like di- diversity. When I say diversity, I mean genre. Um, it's a place for podcasters and and all that. Like a big a big fucking horror family community, just all coming together and sharing their projects and giving loving just just loving each other it's a big orgy fest over there oh god um i'm sorry people my brain gets so like my brain takes over my mouth sometimes i know it's it's kind of it's kind of weird to to think about how i function as a human being but normally when i talk i don't use my brain because my brain 
likes to... We are spiraling so far away from the outro. I love anal. That's why I have a degree in prolapsed... Um, my prolapsed rectum. So thanks for listening. Okay, so you can... <laughs> we appreciate your support and your viewership. Please follow Nick. He works very hard to do all of our social media. Go support him doing all of those great things. Thank you. Stay tuned. We love you. You can also leave a recorded comment on Anchor, yeah. giving us episode ideas, which means if there's a specific horror movie that we haven't already covered and you want us to cover it, please leave us a recommendation and we will cover it. We'll even shout you out if you have if you have a project that you're working on and you really want to get the 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 notifications from other people through us we would i'm like totally down with helping out smaller channels and smaller projects and all that it's it's all about the underdog in this world it's it's a fucking hard world world for all of us and we gotta we gotta help each other out man and the saying that i follow is teamwork make the dream work it just that's how it be uh so yeah i have heard you say that every day you're right yeah in fact, you're wearing a shirt that says that right now. I no, think. I'm wearing I'm wearing my Field of Scream shirt that I got recently. Um, <laughs> Wait, you mean I wasn't being serious? <laughs> I thought you were being serious. I do. I love that one moment when we were getting one of our first guests on. Do you remember this phone call we had? <laughs> and I was just walking my dog, and I decided to say, "Okay, do, do you have his name? What name should we use on the episode?" Okay, and what about his address? Okay, and his PIN number, his social security, and you responded to me like I was the most moronic person on the world. <laughs> how dare I, how dare I think that we expose this information on these guests on our podcast. I'm a very... It was one of my favorite moments because I've never been so bitterly sarcastic in my life and gotten a response back that was so sincere. You were at the same time trying to be nice to me and let me down easy that that wasn't what we should do. <laughs> I cherish Brian, that moment. I'm like a golden and, retriever. <laughs> I'm not so I'm not so bright. I take everything literal. Oh, you're plenty I bright. I hate I hate sometimes I hate my brain uh because I take everything <laughs> literal. Sometimes I can't read sarcasm, so it comes off as it comes off as being serious. I'm like yeah. um no, we shouldn't do that. That's we can't do that, Brian. What are you what thinking? The fuck? Okay, so yeah. we need to end this here. Thank you Thank guys you so much. Listening. We love you. We love you so much. Oh my god, I'm so hard. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> Terrorize the world. Sound like what I